everybody. Welcome to Been Thinking About You, the show where I reconnect with those in my past who are doing cool things. Today we are joined by Damon DeBose Jr., a fashion merchandising major at Southern New Hampshire University and founder and designer of Generation Z Clothing and Progression by Generation Z, with the latter being described as a movement inspiring Generation Z to turn passion into a lifestyle and shift the culture. Damon, thank you so much for coming on the show. Of course. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. I appreciate you agreeing to come on. So what got you into fashion in the first place? It's actually kind of crazy because the more I talk about it, the more I find a new reason why I'm doing this. So a lot of it had to do with my childhood. And a lot of it came from like my older sister, quite a COVID birth of boyfriend when I was younger. So that was my first glimpse at fashion. And then I think there's been influence around what I've seen. So I've been like interested in Jordans for a while. And a lot of it started with sneakers for me. So I was heavy into sneakers. I still am. And from there, different things have happened. I remember I ran a sneaker customization and rest- restoration business with one of my close friends. Actually, while I was in high school as well. I think that was like freshman, sophomore year. We had a gone sneaker business and um, we would go around like some of my friends asked if they had sneakers that they needed to be fixed. We threw like maybe five, ten bucks for a price and then kind of started from there. That was like one of my first small businesses. But just overall seeing things from like favorite rappers wearing it to favorite basketball players and just seeing the different type of styles that people had. I just found it interesting. I just always liked looking good. I mean, I think how you dress is how you carry yourself is probably a sense of confidence to me at least. Like I know if I think I dress good, I think I look good, I'm going to feel good and I'm going to carry that confidence with me. So I kind of came from a whole bunch of different places, but I'm happy to be where I am now. I'll say that much. But, um, yeah, that's kind of what got me into it. And is that sneaker business you mentioned still going, or did you cut it off? Or No, nah, we cut it off. We didn't take it as serious. It's kind of just like a hobby that we was like, hey, maybe we can make a couple bucks off of it. And then it sort of just died down. I mean, I think we had a strong two, three month run and probably made a good, I don't know, 45, 50 bucks off of it for what it was. But um, now it's definitely way in the past. Going back to your mention of you being a sneakerhead, I confess I don't know too much personally about like the art of sneakers and whatnot, so could you tell me a bit more what is a good quality sneaker in your eyes? For me, it's definitely quality in the material. I'm a Jordan type of guy. I think I've always been that. So my favorite pair of sneaker is the classic retro one. And I say that because I'm a high top person. When it comes to a Jordan 1, depending on the pair, most people prefer OG colorways, which are the originals. And for me, I look for like the leather. Some people like the wash leather. I like the um, more rough leather, the thicker leather, like how they used to make them. And that also plays a lot into it. And also the way they look, the colorway, of course. And I think what seals the deal on shoes for me is how they look with like jeans I'm wearing or what outfits I could go with it. I mean, I can only throw an outfit with it, but basically how it'll look in hand with everything else. I think that I wear to complement each other. So that's kind of what I look for. Issue. Have you seen that YouTube series where they have, I haven't seen it personally myself, I've just seen it on my recommendations, but have you seen the YouTube series where they take celebrities sneaker shopping? Oh, sneaker shopping, yeah, by Complex. It's, um, yeah, I've seen it a couple of times. I don't watch it as much as I'd like to because I'm just so busy with everything that I do, but I have seen it and I've seen the episodes that I make it a point to watch because it's like who is in the episode. But yeah, no, I've definitely heard of it. What kind of people do you look for in that show? Like, who's the kind of people where you see that they're featured on that show and then you want to click on it? They had a couple. Like, the YBN Corday one was interesting. And I like him because he's a younger rapper. He's very different in all like his style and, like, his content and the subject matter. So seeing him was kind of cool because he's somebody who's around my age who just has more money. But just to see, like, what he's interested in and him being so different than what he is with the style of music kind of intriguing. Kind of, like, what they're about, who they're about. Also, when I see how they dress, I'm like, okay, well, what kind of sneakers are they interested in? Even when I design my own clothes, and I look at this or some of the stuff that I make and said, Can I see this person wearing it? 
and can also see this person wearing it. So then this kind of helps me get more of an insight on, like, celebrity status, not, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And so going back to it earlier when you were talking about getting to fashion, you like looking good. What is looking good to you? I mean, that's different for everyone. I mean, for me, if I just have to like what I have on, I have to know that this is how I want to look for the day. I mean, I kind of dress based off my mood, so some days when I'm more laid back, I might feel like wearing maybe one color. So sometimes I'll put like a Nike sweatsuit on just one solid color, or I'll dress like more simpler with just one color, or, you know, just nothing too flashy, if you will. Nothing with crazy designs on it, just very simple. You just have to be comfortable with what you have on. That's how I look at it. Like, if you're comfortable, you just like what you have on based off how you're feeling, then that kind of detects it for me. Do you have any fashion inspirations? Right now, my favorite designer would be Virgil Abloh. He's a creator at Off-White, and he's also the Louis Vuitton's menwear designer. And he's built because he started from streetwear and then moved into a high fashion industry to kind of like put the two worlds of some streetwear and luxury fashion together. And I think that's something very different. Russell Westbrook also is an influence. He's kind of been there from the start. His style is very unique, so I've always liked that. Fabulous, he's a rapper, kind of old school, but he's always had like a different take on stuff he wears, very colorful, very different, he can give you different looks. There's just a couple, there's a lot of different people out there, but I kind of take inspiration from everything, not just people, also art and stuff like that. What made you decide that you wanted to found your own brand? What made you want to found Generation Z? I've always had that underlying interest in just clothing and stuff, but I remember being at a fashion show for a friend, and I was able to see the different things that they had. I just liked the energy around the fashion show, and I just like seeing different things, and then I've always thought it would be cool to design my own things. Like, I've always been interested in customizing things to be, like, my own, so... I was able to see like the different things that people had to offer and that kind of pushed me to go ahead and start the idea of something that could speak to not just me, but to other people as well. And then that's when the whole thing came about. From then I was about choosing a name. So I had a couple of different concepts for a name that just never took off. Or not that they didn't take off, but they didn't have a meaning. So I want something that had more of a meaning that others could relate because people love a message. And I think that's something you have to kind of take advantage of when you're creating something and sharing it with other people. From there, I was able to take on that name. Progression by Generation Z. The way that name came from was from my upbringing at a Boys and Girls Club where I was influenced by a lot of people. And being in that environment at a Boys and Girls Club, there was a whole bunch of different things and activities to do. So it was basically a place where you could discover more about yourself at a very young age. So for me, I was only at the gym playing basketball, but at the same time, I was exposed to art, music, performing arts, technology, even the learning center, like pool. I can go swimming. Like there's just so many different things that I can partake in. And it's crazy enough because in the art room, the guy who worked there had a screen print machine so we could make our own clothes and stuff like that. And I would make it a point to an art room. So I love to draw. I never thought it was a good drawer, but I just love to draw. I would only draw my folders at school and just all over the place. So I always made it a point to go in there and just work on different things. And I've been making a shirt one day. And I like, still have that shirt, actually. It's kind of crazy. It's like a tinfoil shirt with like 100 emoji on it. And from that day on, I kind of was like, it's a really cool thing. So I always kept it with me. And then fast forward to that fashion I talked about before, that's kind of what made it really happen. So then that's when the name kind of took its own. And then as it's evolved over time, even up until right now, it's become a brand about free form passion. So the same way I was able to go to the Boys and Girls Club and discover my passion there, and then also to start it at an early age in high school like I did, that was what I'm promoting now. So it's about free form passion. So whatever it is you're passionate about, whether it's music, art, fashion, social media, photography, anything on a creative platform, something that you love to do, that's what we're pushing. It's not just a brand with a name, you know, I have a brand made behind it. So that's what it's really about. It's just about inspiring others to go after what they do or what they'd want to do for a lifestyle, you know, just very passionate. 
And for those of you who may not be familiar, how would you describe Generation Z's clothes to others? I say it's very unique. I think everything that I put into everything I design is different. I've been told my clothing is versatile in terms of what I produce. Sometimes you might get some embroidery with a denim jacket or a hat that I make. You might get a shirt with a design on it, or you might get a shirt with some acid wash on a tie-dye shirt. You might get a couple different things. I think I'm able to make a lot of different clothing that will catch people's eyes. So I'd say it's very eye-catching, very vibrant, and it kind of brings a different energy and all new mood to people who are wearing it. You know, it kind of gives you a different look so i think that's how i would describe it you'll know when you see it you know your fashion brands fashion inspirations how are they similar and different to your own i would say they're similar in the fact that they're different a lot of the brands that i've followed have evolved over time and seem completely different so they were never just a, a normal brand where you get like a normal design they always have an extra aspect to them that made them stand out even if it's a simple detail it makes them stand out and it makes people recognizable to whoever's like seeing it for the first time. So I think I've tried to take that innovative path and create something that stands out as well, even if it is just a simple aspect and kind of just make it my own. And I've also just watched the path that these designers take and I've kind of been able to find my own approach to do that. So I think that's what makes it different because each designer has their own thought process and I've been able to also learn from theirs while developing their own. Either way, I'm inspired from them, so there are some aspects that I do find the same in terms of how I probably want my designs to be viewed. Like, how I look at their stuff, I want people to look at myself in the same light. So I kind of find myself comparing a little bit, like, is this something that Virgil could make? Or, you know what I mean? Like, I kind of compare myself in that way, so I guess that inspiration piece kind of does play into a role of what I do and how I do it. Now I want to talk a bit more about our generation, Generation Z, which is what you named your brand after. How do you think our generation stands out from generations previous? That's a good question. Very different. More because of technology. I mean, we have literally the world at our fingertips through our cell phones. So it's just like we're able to do so much more that previous generations couldn't do. So we stand out in that way. And a lot of us are on that free form path where we don't want to go to work and go home or just want a regular nine to five job. We want to be able to get paid for what we love to do and contribute to society in that way. We don't want to just go to work miserable. We're more likely to take a pay cut to be happy over a miserable job that pays good, you know. I mean, some may disagree with that, but the majority is on that mindset where they don't want to be miserable. They'd rather be happy. So I think we're more focused on what we like to do and what makes sense. And I think we're more for the common good. So I'd say we're just different in that aspect. And I think we actually are at the forefront of all the change that's about to take place in the world. You see that through the elections that's coming up. You see that through a lot of different things like climate change. Like I think we're making it more relevant than previous generations. I think we're... The reason why a lot of this stuff is happening, like the March for Our Lives, like that was all our generation right there. There's a whole bunch of different things going on that is being controlled by our generation. I'm another beacon, if you will, to just shine that light to those who don't see that or notice that yet. Yeah, I definitely agree with a lot of that because I do also believe that our generation, I think even the fashion too, I did read a couple of articles before this interview regarding Gen Z's impact on fashion, which was really interesting. And I found how like, again, as you mentioned, we're a bit more focused on being comfortable in our own skin, like how we are with your own fashion and prioritizing self-care, mental health and happiness. And again, with climate change, I mean, 2019 person of the year was Greta Thunberg and she's the youngest times person of the year ever. So I definitely think mm -hmm. our generation is starting to have more of a rebellious streak and not accepting the status quo just because that's the way it is and more of a sense of righteousness and fighting for what's right, which I personally think it's pretty cool to be a part of. 
Yeah, definitely. Like you said, with the fashion piece, you know, we're taking that on with sustainability. That's like our representation change. Especially since now our generation, thrift hauls are becoming a lot more popular on YouTube. I think that kind of fashion content, again, as you mentioned, more ethical clothing and having a greater sense of awareness as the consequences of the fashion industry on climate change. I think that's definitely a part of like our generation being more conscientious as well with fashion. Yeah, it definitely starts there. Because even in the stores, like through marketing alone, fashion is kind of controlling a lot. Because most of the ads you see are for clothes, majority of the time. They're like, you hear, oh, these clothes are sustainable in this way, and this is where these clothes come from. This is what these clothes are made out of. Like, when you start to see stuff like that through marketing, then the word spreads around, and more people are going to follow that trend to only shop a certain way. And it kind of impacts other things as well, because people are going to want to be green all around, and then that kind of will help with the problem even that much more. So that is a very good point. Yeah, because there, there are brands definitely out there. I know there's this one website I recently found called, I think it's Good On You, and it has for some fashion labels like ethical ratings and environment, how well the work was being paid, animal products and use and all that. And I remember watching an episode of Patriot Act, and I remember them talking about how H&M tried the whole sustainable marketing campaign, but ultimately all the labels were just meaningless. So again, while it is definitely good that we're starting to be more conscientious towards clothing, it's also, again, as you mentioned, marketing can manipulate just saying, oh, we're ethical. Just like have one commercial like out in the field when in reality not much change is being made. Yeah, that's very true. So for our generation, what do you hope to see for us in the future? I think just continue to have an impact. That's honestly, you know, I think we're doing a great job at getting our voices heard. It's just about can we keep up that same level of energy to force some of this change? Because eventually it's going to be on us. We're just trying to speed the process up because it's necessary. So I think we just keep that energy up and just keep finding new ways to make the world better and just have a better society overall. I think that's what we're all working towards. I think that's what the world needs. So if we can continue to do that change and have that impact, then I don't see why it can't be great and continue to change the way things are now. Do you think the next generation will continue that drive? I mean, as long as we set up a good place for them to pick up, then it shouldn't be hard. I think that all depends on what we do. Quite possibly. This is a bit more of a silly question compared to like the rest of the stuff we've been talking about, but have you heard that another nickname for Generation Z is Zoomers? Really? No, I haven't heard that. Do you think that's Zoomer? silly? Do you think that's silly or not? I kind of think that's a cool one. I mean, the only thing is, it just reminds me of the whole baby boomers thing, so it doesn't seem that original, but I would need context on why it's called boomers, because otherwise it's just like, that seems like a random name. I think personally for me, I'm a little bit biased for it, just because I remember thinking when the whole OK Boomer thing blew up, I was a little bit frustrated personally because you hear in the media all the time boomers are constantly making fun of millennials and even our generation by association for just like being too quote unquote lazy or whatnot. And then when we, we have one passive aggressive thing, all of a sudden it becomes a big media phenomenon and they're freaking out. And it's like, you've been picking on us the whole time. And so Zoomers for me, I personally didn't like just because it was a sort of like laziness callback to that and I don't really want to be associated with the negative traits associated with it. But I do see too, there is a sort of funness to it that I can appreciate as well, which you pointed out. Right, yeah. I see what you mean. Again, even through negative things that they, I guess, be associated with, I think just like that for every generation. Like every generation kind of has something that is like... But as a dumbest thing, probably like UAV technology was always like in our face and so on and so forth. But every generation has something. 
Yeah, that's very true. So moving on, I'm just curious too, at LHS, were you ever familiar with someone named James Butler? James Butler? Yeah, I think so. I remember faces so much better than him. I remember briefly meeting him during a Patriots Day parade one time, and then because I was in eighth grade, he was a senior in high school, so he graduated before I attended high school as well, but I am familiar with a couple of his vlogs. And Okay, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. What am I saying? Yes, I know exactly about him. Did you know that he's a model now? Yeah, I do know that. I do remember him from high school, actually, but... Yeah, I remember him, yeah. Yeah. I honestly thought it was really cool because, at least for me personally, I never really associated greatness with something that was so close to me. So seeing somebody from Lexington actually going out there and doing it, for me, that was personally very inspiring. Yeah, and I mean, that's exactly what brings it about. Like, that's exactly, that's the epitome of the whole freeform passion. Like, he found something he loved to do, and now he's made it a lifestyle where it just comes so natural to him. So, yeah, no, it's because I could be scrolling through Instagram and I'll be like, oh, there he is again. Like, you just, you know, he's doing it and he's doing a great job. So it was definitely dope to see that, too. I mean, I never really talked to him like that being at school. But, yeah, it's just crazy. It's definitely dope thing to see. Yeah. The only reason I bring him up, and for anybody who is at home who is currently listening, he is a YouTuber. You can find his YouTube channel just typing in James Butler, or you can follow him on Instagram, too. Highly recommend. Check out his vlogs and whatnot. It's really awesome. And the reason I bring it up, because in the recent vlog that he did talk about in the day in his life of modeling, he commented how while representation among models has steadily improved over the years, there's still not really a lot of representation behind the scenes with makeup artists, hairstylists, and even designers. Do you agree with that overall sentiment, and why or why not? I believe it. I mean, I think even being on the inside and kind of being able to see everything that goes into running the business, it's kind of weird when you have, or at least when you know there's a lot of people behind what goes into all the stuff that happens when it comes to models being put together or people that are doing the designs and all the designing and the graphic designers, like everyone who can make up a team. And then I only see, like, just the name or whoever is making the brand itself get that attention. It's kind of weird. So I think the representation of that is very important because everyone is trying to get somewhere. So I think everyone who has a part should get a platform as well. And I think that is a great point. But I think it will get to a point where those people do get more representation because even makeup artists, that market is growing as well. You should have to do, like, social media with makeup videos and all sorts of different things. So, you know, once you have a unique look to how you do your makeup or whatever cases or whatever it is you do, you might catch someone's eye and then you might even take off in that aspect. But I definitely do agree with that. How do you feel that representation in fashion in general or even the fashion industry is important and why? It's very important because you could see how quick the industry is through even just seasons alone, like, it's Paris Fashion Week this week, and this is for next winter, and we're just in our winter as it is this year. So, like, it's an issue that changes so fast. So you can see brands like Gucci get backlash for a certain design that they might have made. And, like, the whole industry will, like, well, a portion or a chunk of the industry will turn from them, and their numbers might drop where you, know, you can be a designer who, like, who is in the streetwear industry who has crossed over into a luxury industry and has brought the two together in many different ways. And now you're a versatile designer who has the best of both worlds and is thriving. Well, he's been in his prime for the past couple of years, and you can just see how quickly his journey's taken off since then, too. And that's even happening to his museum exhibits, his books, his DJing. Like, you find out there's more to him than just that, so then representation changes in that way, too. I think it could even be designed, like, once a brand relaunches and 
change into a whole different brand with maybe a little bit of a different message and a whole different twist on their styles. I mean, there's so many different ways representation can just shift the market or just shift the industry as a whole. Going back to your brand, how do you manage to balance running Gen Z while also balancing schoolwork and work and whatnot? It's definitely tough. It's not easy. I mean, one thing that keeps me going is just knowing that it's going to get there, even if it's not this, it's something else. Like, knowing that you're going to get there, knowing that something is going to happen for you is always a good thing, and that kind of keeps me going. But also knowing, like, this is something I've put a lot of work into since I was in high school, as you know, and I was at LHS. So to kind of already put in so much work, it just forces you to find time and then being able to find inspiration through different things that I'm now interested in kind of helps the process too. So once I get designs down, it just makes you think of other ways I can innovate and kind of just shift the brand to be that much better. So it's never like it goes away. It's just being able to make time for it and balance everything else and get everything else done that I need to get done. But also I've learned time management, <laughs> finally. So it's starting to become a lot easier to you know balance everything, but it definitely works out. If you had to give any advice to those who are in a similar situation, who are starting to run their own business or passion project on the side while also trying to keep up with life, what would be your advice to them? My advice would be to definitely keep going. It's going to get hard, but you're going to have your moments where you're like feeling really good and then it's going to get bad. It will get bad and you're going to want to give up, but as long as you keep going and you keep pushing forward, you're going to succeed. And I think being able to think outside the box and see the bigger picture is going to get you a long way. And just having that mindset that you are doing enough, even when it doesn't feel like it. Like, I think I even still struggle with that now, knowing when to know that I'm doing enough and to not overwork myself and just keeping that balance and keeping my mind in check. So definitely, it's always about having a growth mindset and also always be willing to learn it because if you're not willing to learn, you're not going to be able to get anything else going for yourself. So it's important that you're willing to learn to soak up a lot of information and just try to gain inspiration to different things. If you're in a creative field, like the art, or for this fashion, like it is neat, definitely get in different things. Read books with museums, get into art, check out different galleries, go explore something new that you haven't seen before. So I guarantee you there'll be something you'll be able to take out of it. Inspiration's everywhere. It's interesting you bring up like flash of inspiration via experience. Could you describe maybe one of your most influential experiences where you had your most significant flash of inspiration, if that makes any sense? I think a good moment for me is just being able to sit down and just explore this little site called Hype Beast Arts to see when that kind of has everything on a streetwear basis and just music, entertainment, fashion, art, design. I could just go through there and just see like things on all platforms, whether it's luxury streetwear or just everyday fashion that you might not see. I can just see what's out there, see what I did it down, take inspiration from that is like one of my best ways to like get inspiration. But I think seeing the different things lets me know like, okay, I could definitely be in this industry. It kind of gives that reassurance that this is what I like to do and that this is something I could see myself in. Like I think things that kind of boost my passion for it, it's like a reset every time. Going back into Generation Z, how did you originally go about establishing your business and building it from the ground up? A lot of it was just an idea. It was just about how I'm going to push that idea and get people on board to understand what I'm talking about. So I remember the first thing I wanted to do was design a logo that would represent my brand, but also have a thing. Like my thing is I want something that if you really look at it, you kind of start to notice more about it. So my first logo started off with like a circle and at the bottom part, it had like a crowd of people with their hands up. So that people represented our generation. And then I had an Omega sign, like a Greek Omega sign above the people. And then it said, my generation Z going around the Omega. 
Now, the reason the omega was there is because the omega is the last letter in the Greek alphabet, the same way Z is in our alphabet. So it was kind of like a parallel between that. But it was kind of like a secret. So kind of like if you understood it, then you understood it. But if not, then it's just a little bit of you. But I kind of just wanted to have a meeting. So I ended up drawing like a nine for that. And then I had the PVGZ going down the spine and graffiti letters. And that was my first original concept for a shirt. And then it kind of took off from there. So once I got the design down, I post pictures around it. And then I ended up getting another logo made. My first, first logo. That's like when I first started the brand. It was just the letters Z and like a graffiti clip art drawing. And had the letters PPG above it on the corner. And I had people post it on their social media. And I just had to tell them to say, like, coming soon, PPGG clothing. And then I was able to get enough people to post that. Social media and got like a good amount of likes. So people knew I had a brand coming. So then from there, I just kept talking about it, putting the idea in the air. And I was able to get a couple of shirts made. And then I got those logos updated back to that Omega design I just talked about. And then I had a couple other logos too. Because by that point, I realized different types of logos to have a business. And then I got an updated set of shirts. And then that's when I started selling it. And then that's when the brand officially started. Are there any technical aspects of running your own clothing business that you did not anticipate when you first came up with the idea? Yeah, I definitely didn't take into account how much money would be involved. When I was at LHS, I was working a job, too. So I'd get off the bus, take the train all the way to work, and not work until like maybe 9 or 10 that night after waking up at like, five to even go to school. So it was a long day. So I was able to work and get money, but it was also just really a grind and it was hard to even maintain that and also being gone most of the day from being home. So it was definitely between like the money aspect and not knowing how much money I would need and also finding my resources to get the shirts made and where to go, who to go to, who I can trust to do it, who I can't trust. And then just knowing the kind of styles I want, whether it's screen-printed and embroidered, like there's so many technical aspects I didn't know. So it's more than just drawing or just putting stuff on a shirt. You get most of the business time to really know what you're doing and you pay attention a lot. You kind of hinted at it earlier, but what would you say is the most rewarding and challenging aspects of running your own company? The most rewarding to me is being able to see it go from a drawing or just an idea to being a tangible thing that I can see and that I can share with people without having to pull up my phone and show them to a picture. Like, to have something to show for everything I've been doing and why I love doing what I'm doing, I think that's the biggest reward. Because then it's just like, wow. Like, I was showing someone recently my last shirts that I made, like, how I drew it out maybe a year ago, and now I can wear it. And you can wear it, and, like, I can sell it. And that's one of my biggest and most rewarding things. Challenging thing is also just getting the money to do it at first. It's just really challenging because then that's, like, the only thing I needed. Where I'm not at a point where I can work consistently. It was just hard at the time to just do it and just take off. And then also being able to have a solid plan down and just managing everything. I was still very naive to it. I mean, I still have stuff to learn even now, but... At the time, I was kind of rushing a little bit more than I should have. So I think that was just hard, just being able to manage it and kind of take my time. Could you take me into the process of actually designing a garment from brainstorming and drawing it out, to having it manufactured and having it on a runway, which gets you more? But how do you create a collection or a garment? For me, it all starts with an idea. So giving a glimpse into something I'm looking towards on the future, like my Earth Day collection, 
I was thinking about doing would be first day, which is April 22nd, I believe. And then from there, I've designed some shirts. And the whole idea around, like we talked about earlier about fashion sustainability, I actually was able to see a movie called Blue that I was shown by my science professor. And it was about global warming and pollution. And I was able to see a lot of different things that are going on. You know, sharks are being killed and being sold for like what they're made out of and just all what's the insides and all that. And then you have birds that are eating plastic and you can hear the plastic like moving around if you like poke their stomach and then you just have a lot of different things going on in the world and it kind of makes you think well what can I do to have an impact what can I do to at least do my part because I mean one thing that you can't control is like climate like, you can't really control that as an individual so the next best thing you could do is you know, try to do your part so my idea for Earth Day was to make or produce shirts and possibly donate half of the funds but the shirts would be made out of maybe recycled shirts so 100% recycled shirts the design will have a like, unique Earth Day design so then once I did that, I started just designing the shirt. I was able to make the design so I kind of knew what I wanted to do. And then I was able to give it to my graphic designer. My graphic designer took my drawing. So we were able to make the graphics piece of how I wanted to do it. And then from there, I would send the design along with the graphics individually to the guy that makes my shirts or whatever company would make my shirts. And then they would take my graphics and my designs, get the right colored shirts, get the right type of shirts that I want. Whether I get them to them individually, but sometimes we'll also get the shirts for you. So then they'd make a screen out of my graphics, put them on the machine, they'd line the shirts up, imprint the shirts. Then once all the shirts are done, I get them back, give them the rest of the money. Then once I have the shirts, usually what I would do is I'd go into a photo shoot, you know, get some pictures down, the people wearing them before I release them. Then you just think about a release date also. How you want to market the product, whether you want it to be a photo shoot, maybe a video, commercial, maybe you want to go with a different look, maybe you just want to put the pictures out. Or there's a whole bunch of different ways you could show off a shirt or show off anything. You start thinking of different things like that. And with that, usually I talk to my team about it, get some input from my friends, just local people who I know are into these different things. And I get a whole different aspect on what I can do, what feel people get when they look at this product. And then from there, whatever I decide to do, how I want to market it, I put that together. Then once the date pops up, I might hint at it a little bit, get some of the hype up on my page, and you know, just get people in the know that something's on the way. And then once that day comes, I'll drop it, get the hype out there again, get people to repost to get the word out. Then the sales usually hit within the same day, and then it just takes off from there. And then if I decide, depending on what shows are going on at the time, or if I know a hot product for a show, I can get into fashion shows from either friends that are having them or local schools that are having them. And then I could show myself off that way. And then from there, they have models. Usually I bring a couple models, and then it's on the runway by that point. Just out of curiosity, too, because I know I've also seen a couple other brands use recycled plastic and make fabric out of it. How does that process happen if you know how it happens? And also, how do you resource that kind of material? Honestly, I couldn't tell you. I don't know the exact process. I know most of the places break them up and then somehow it gets made into this material that they would like make stuff out of. I don't really know the exact process. I haven't gotten a look into this that I want to do. That's why I haven't really started to like do anything with it yet because I want to look more into how it's being made so that I can interest in myself as it's how I want it to be done. There are some places that actually sell it, and a lot of wholesalers do have that option to have organic clothing or have clothing that was recycled to make. But I do know of a couple of resources that a friend has given me to get those types of things. But they do definitely exist. You should see them more often than that, anyway. So now I want to actually talk a bit more about the fashion show where I originally saw you and thus how our connection began back at LHS. So again, as I mentioned, I was a sophomore, saw the show. What made you want to put on that fashion show and why at LHS? That was an exciting time. 
that was kind of like my pinnacle at the point. Like, I wanted to put my brand on a platform because I had a good amount of people at school who knew I was doing it. And I think that was either the first or second year. So I don't remember if that was the first or second year, but I know you had pep rallies. So I'm like, why can't I put on an event for something that I'm doing? And I'm like, it won't be a big thing, but I was able to talk to the principal about it. And he wanted me to come up with a proposal for it. And then from there, we kept talking about it, where it would be. I just found my little notebooks that I had that had the whole floor plan of the quad, how I wanted the models to walk, who I wanted in the show, who was willing to be in the show, entertainment, music, who would host the show. Like, it was just a lot of planning and a lot of organization. I think our principals want to see how serious we were about it or how serious I was about it. And then from there, I was able to get an advisor. And I had people, teachers who actually wanted to help me. Mr. Borden wanted to help me. Uh, Dr. Gould wanted to help me. It was just great that I was able to get to the point that I needed to do it. Because they weren't against it. They just wanted to see, like, what was the logistics of it and if it's something that would make sense to do. So that was what went into it. But I think it was just something dope for me. I think our school needed it because we're one of the only schools that didn't do anything. And it was kind of boring. Like, why couldn't we do that practice on a Thursday? A lot of my friends that were in different towns like Weston, Wellesley, and just all over, Newton South, Bedford, they had pep rallies every half day. And, like, I have to go home. It's just like, geez, why can't we do something fun? So I figured I kind of also wanted to create something that would go on even after I left. I kind of wish I had the idea sooner so that I could have at least done it twice. But I kind of wanted something so other students could potentially put on some events that they'd want to see around the school because we have the resources to do it. And I think it would be interesting. Like, our school, we have the space to do fun things, so why not? I really agree with that wholeheartedly because, again, I remember when I first saw the posters at the show, I was really excited, actually, because I really have a fashion show, which I normally associate with higher-up brands, like, actually be something at a school that's accessible and, like, everyone can watch. So I was very excited about the overall show. And I think in regards to spirit, I think this began after you left, but we actually did start having spirit days. Yeah, I know we had spirit days, but, like, there was no event for them, so it was kind of, like, cool, but... Oh, no, 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 not like where you dress up, but, like, there was an actual spirit day where we all go to the gym, and, there, like, there are mini games, and, like, we had, oh, like, wow. Chinese Diablo stuff and all that, so it's not like kind of dressing up, it was, like, an actual event spirit day that I think some of the teachers and students try to put together... I think the main thing is, like, none of the students were really into it. At least people in my class, people have been notorious for skipping. Maybe it's just shyness or something. I don't know. That's one little factor for me. But, yeah, not many people were very enthusiastic to participate. It's like the people on the floor are chanting to a wall, basically. So I'm not sure the state of it now, but Yeah. I mean, it's still good to see, though. At least they're, like, making efforts to do it. Maybe we don't have the crowd for it, but even still, it just seems like a great idea to have. You just have the option. Yeah. So, going back a bit more in the fashion show, how did you select your models? Were they friends or neighbors, or maybe you hired them from elsewhere? A lot of them were friends. I mean, I just took people who I knew could rock the clothing. I kind of think of the people around me also when I make the brand and, you know, who could I see wearing what and how could I see them wearing it. So, I kind of just gave those people the opportunity and... I did even ask other people. I mean, it was pretty much open, but I kind of just wanted it to be a surprise, too, because I took it to a lot of who was around me and who was already in the know about my brand rather than having it to people who didn't know because that's what the show was supposed to do, you know? So I was able to find just a lot of my friends, and I think what made that cool is they all wanted to be part of what I was doing, and I wanted them to be part of it just as much as they wanted to be part of it, too. So it worked out, and I was able to go from there. 
Or just out of curiosity, were they all from LHS or were they from other places as well? Yeah, they were all from LHS. My friend Josiah that had performed, he had been there the previous year, so he was just in his first year of college. So he had came back to perform. And that was like my big surprise too. Oh, was that but the yeah, rapper? They were from LHS. Yep, it was. Oh, that's interesting. Because, you know, I don't know if this is the same for you, but LHS, for those of you who don't know, our old school is like 2000 something. No, not two. Was it 2000 or 200? What, for students? Yes. It was in the thousands. Yeah, at least thousand students. Yeah. Yeah. And you could go it's like, you could go three years, and then like in your final senior year, you could come across people who are not freshmen that you have never seen before in your life. And so that's why yeah, I was, really. yeah, so that's I was curious too because I remember seeing the models and I was thinking again, it's probably because I'm a sophomore. I was like, I don't know any of these people. Where do they all come from? Yeah. Yeah. How would you go about deciding which outfits would be worn by whom? And also, I was curious about you determining how the models walk. Could you also talk a bit more about that? Yeah, so as far as what they wore, I gave them an item from the brand that I thought they would look cool in. And then I told them, you know, where would you want to wear? Or actually, no, I think I did choose the outfits for them. For some people, I wanted to create a certain look. So some people, I was like, you know, based on what they had, I just asked them to send me pictures of, like, you know, what they would wear on everyday basis, what their style was like. And then I was able to design outfits for them that way. And, yeah, that was just how I did it for some of them. And then... Like, I remember for twins that I had, I wanted one of them to have one color and the other one to have a different color to show, like, opposites, kind of, but that was just a cool thing. And then as far as how they walked, the quad was a very interesting space, so I knew I wanted to take advantage of the whole quad. And when I had the initial vision to do it, I wanted people to be, like, surrounded all over. So then I had them start in the middle of the high school in the main building, and then I had them walk out towards the language building. I just keep walking straight, and then they parted ways. And then one looked by the science building, one looked by the cast, and they came back through the doors, and then they built it. I wanted a unique walkway, and I also wanted to make sense of like where we had the cameras lined up and where people would most likely be sitting and standing at and how I wanted it blocked off so that the full circle in the middle was open and that people only stood in like the grass and stuff. And it worked out. Yeah, I really think it did. Thank you, thank you. So lastly, I do want to talk about right before the fashion really took place, there were a couple of hip-hop numbers and dancing, and also, again, there was the rapper that you mentioned. What made you want to feature those performers in your show? Well, I knew that other than my brand being in it, I also had two friends who had a brand, too, with a couple of pieces that they had designed for some ladies. And I knew if it was just their brand and my brand, maybe a half, not even a half-hour show. It would have been so quick. So I know I had to add a couple other aspects to one, keep people there, keep people interested, and two, to liven the show up a little bit because most shows have music or some aspect that kind of makes it pop a little bit. And I figure why not add people who I know and who are also creatives to showcase what they're doing as well. A lot of them were younger who were doing the dancing to begin with. So, like, they had an extra year where they could do more performances. People already know what they do, you know what I mean? So it's not hard for them to get people. So it was all kind of strategic in the way that I wanted to give other people a platform to showcase what they could do. And that's something I'm still even doing now. So that's really what that was about. That was just another aspect of the show. Do you have any personal favorite rappers or musicians yourself, and why? Drake is only the favorite, if I had to say. I'm a big Playboy Cardi fan. I like all sorts of different musics. A lot of my friends are making music. My boy actually is making music. My boy Nice is making music. I have a lot of friends that make music, so I have a lot of their stuff as well. And I just feed into a lot of different things. But do I have a favorite? Not necessarily. 
Lastly, do you have any upcoming projects for Generation and PBGZ Clothing? Last, I know you have like the All Grown Up collection coming out soon. Yep, the All Grown Up came out. That was pretty good. Right now, I'm actually taking time to relaunch. So I'm just taking a little bit of time to just take a break and get more designs up. And then I'll be up and running soon again. But right now, nothing in the near future, at least. In the future, though, where do you hope to see Generation Z and PBGZ in 10 years? I hope it to be something more. I mean, I don't think it stops with just a clothing brand. It's going to branch out to a whole bunch of different things. So hopefully it's just the overall company that has a hand in everything, whether it's technology, fashion design, architecture, just a little bit of everything, videos, photography, production, a little bit of everything. All right, Damon, it's been so awesome having you on the show. That is all the time we have for today. For those of you curious at home, could you tell the people where can people find more about Generation Z and your clothes? Stay tuned and check out more about yourself. Yes, you could check out the website at pbgzclothing.com. Also, the Instagram is pbgzclothing. We also have a Facebook, which is Progression by Generation Z. And that is all we have right now. But be on the on the website for updates and I have a vlog coming out when I do relaunch. We have a lot of different things to show you guys. So it's definitely be on the lookout. Gone for a little bit, but we'll be back soon. All right, everybody, this wraps up today's episode. Thank you again so much, Damon, for coming on. Go check out PBGZ, check out their clothes. They are awesome. Again, that's all the time we have today. My name is Ryan. This has been Been Thinking About You. Tune in next time and take care. Bye.